Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. I'm Roxy and I have an unapologetic approach to everything I do. Y yo soy Ruby, a traditional woman with a modern perspective on life. We're going to be talking about social media, hot topics, pop culture, relationships, politics, sports, and everything in between. Buckle up. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Prepare for takeoff. Three, two, one. Survive Valentine's Day. Welcome to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Ahora el show te va a tratar de, pues, everything. Relationships. <laughs> Leave that for me, comadre. <laughs> Relationships. <laughs> sex. Everything. Valentine's, even though we know it already passed. But still, I mean, I, I love... I think I'm always and forever going to be a hopeless romantic, mm. right? I think, oh no, Ruby, are you a hopeless romantic? I I'm act- I am actually. I really, really am. And I feel like that's just part of who I am. And I think eh, mucha gente is, but they hide settle. it. They no. hide it or they settle. It's not that they settle. I mean, I, I think there's people that settle for whatever it's in front of them. And there's people that just hide it. Yeah, and continue with their lives. I like, don't know which one's worse, settling or hiding it. You I, know, I I don't think settling it's good either. No, neither of them are. Yeah, but I guess everybody's definition is different for settling, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you should be with somebody that fulfills whatever you want. You know, at that moment, and it's so crazy, but that Ruby, like, it's you know when you start getting. You know, when you're in your late 20s and your early 30s, you kind of start thinking about kids and settling down and relationships. Sometimes, sometimes it takes some people to be up to 40, 45, como, like George Clooney. <gasps> oh my gosh, he no, but he's over 50. He's though. over 50. He's almost 60. And he swore up and down, like, I will forever be Hollywood's bachelor and Secasol. His wife is a professional. He's a, what, she's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. A humanitarian lawyer. Oh, they probably have some good arguments. Oh, yeah. Imagine being married to a lawyer or dating a lawyer. I would, you know, I, that that would be a good, like, humanitaria, humanitaria parte. Yeah. Not a selfish one, supposedly. Exactly. You know? And imagine all of the girls he dated and for years, you know, and that he never wanted to marry them or have a kid. And now, you know, now he found the one. It's like and having twins. And again, that's something else that I think we should talk about today, too, about to for like for you, Ruby, the one may be so different than like the one for me. Like everybody oh, yeah. has their own definition of the one. Yeah. Right. Depending on what stage you are in your life, because now George Clooney and his wife, Amal, they're expecting twins, reportedly a boy and a girl and a girl. Yes. Yes. I mean, obviously they have not confirmed it because they are very private with their lives, but a source close to them uh, broke the news. Actually, they're saying it was a TV reporter from a show. Oh, my God. What show was it? I think it was one of the hosts from a show called The Talk. Or, yeah, it's like a talk show. But she had a... a, a source. Yeah, she had a source, yeah. but she was the one that kind of confirmed it. Yeah. But they haven't confirmed it. They, or denied it. But they're saying that every time that she would show up to a red carpet or something, she was looking a little heavier. Oh, my God. But she's like 100 pounds. Exactly. She's <laughs> tiny. You know, God bless the women that get married. I mean, that have that get pregnant and all they get is a stomach. And as soon as those babies are out, whether it's twins or a one baby, they go right back to being flacas. Well, I think that's it's because, amazing. No, but I think it's because they take care of themselves. They don't overeat during their pregnancy. And that's key. You know, my, my sister-in-law is trying to get pregnant and she talked to the neutrologist and she told her that she needs to lose those five, six pounds that she has 
right now in order for her to be able to go back to her regular weight once she's you know done with the yeah. pregnancy because then it's going to be harder for her well I back. intentionally when I have kids I intentionally want to get a little bit fatter because I want to get a fake ass after I've always been very public about that. I'm tired of doing squats and deadlifts, and I'm like, oh, it's not popping the way I need it to pop. But do you need to get fat to get a... Yeah, because if you want to get your own fat transferred into your butt, you have to have some fat to pull from your body. I already tried it. I already went on a consulta with Dr. Boris, and he told me, you're not fat enough. You have to gain 40 pounds so we can pull oh some fat out of you. God. So I'm intentionally going to get a little bit fatter because I want I want a plumpier butt. You know, I've always loved my butt, but I think it could be a little juicier. Like, boom. Okay, so once you gain weight, then your ass is going to be massive? No, it's not going to be it's massive. Fat. It's going to be so perfect like my boobs. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to proportion it just perfect. Okay. You know what I mean? That's my plan. Yo, ya tengo el plan. I'm going to get a mommy makeover. That's good. That's good. I'm going to be a milf, I, you know. That's good. I am. That, you know that that's the way women should think. I have the plan already and I already have my <laughs> surgeon. So, I'm set, ready to win. <laughs> but oh Ruby, you look you look good when you wear dark dark um lipstick no i i look like a como morticia well then why do you wear it because <laughs> you know sometimes you just feel like you just in that mood yeah you know you just yeah. like i don't care if i don't look, like i just feel like wearing that i yeah. just feel like have you why are women like that Th because we're we're very you know what? I, that's because we just go with our emotions more, I think. Because sometimes I'm in the rude mood to wear red lipstick. Yeah, but that's sexy, and we know that. But let's say if I was dating somebody or if I was going to go on a date tonight, I would not wear this because I know my guy would not like it. Oh, gosh. Or not only that, you would probably get all over his clothes, you no, know? No, no, but this does not stain dirt. Oh, it doesn't? Yeah. It's it's um smudge proof. Yes. It's smudge proof. <laughs> okay, so did you hear did you hear Esta Ruby that Chloe Kardashian is now Chloe Kardashian? Votó su la su apellido Odom. Yes, officially. It's official. And I swear, tú tienes el tipo de familia. I love the, her family because you, I follow Chloe and and I follow all the Kardashians on Snapchat. They celebrate everything. That's the way my family is. We celebrate yeah. everything. La agarraron un pastel to celebrate that she dropped the last name Odom. Well, they're, you know, they know how to sell too. Yeah. So obviously that's that was going to bring some attention. So I think that's, that they had a little bit of marketing, you know, behind, behind it. it. Yeah. No, I, th I mean, I feel like, I feel like everything is a reason to celebrate sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, lo bueno, lo malo, pero that, that is a big accomplishment to be able to just drop the last name. And I think that's like a final step of like, I've released that person. I'm done. It's divorce. Ahí se acabó. We cut it off. Change my name and everything. You know what I'm saying? I think you should keep that private. What? Keep what private? That that side. That side of you? I think, I, I, I don't know. I, you know what? In a way, I, I, you're right because there's a lot of things that I keep private. Yeah. I've just become an expert in making people feel that they know a lot about me, but they don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, oh, yeah, that, but they're, they're, they're a family that comes from a reality show. Like, yeah, what, that's what, what I'm telling you. They have marketing you know, strategy behind it. Yeah, they've become famous by putting their business out there. Exactly. Snap. <laughs> what else do we have going on in pop culture? Oh my God, girl. This is scary. ¿Te acuerdas de la actriz Mishka Barton? Yeah, she's a British actress. Very pretty girl. Okay, so this year she had a meltdown. Um, so they saw her. I don't know if you saw the the video, but she was um, like on her little yard. Um, she was screaming and yelling. She was like drugged. She was on drugs and she tried to kill herself. So she was yelling um, the neighbors or I don't know. She was talking to herself, but she was threatened to kill herself. Was uh, it, what was it? The date rape drug? Well, she claimed that she, they gave they gave her um, that drug and that's what triggered it. Pero we have you ever been in a situation Ruby, have, where you no. feel like you've been drugged? No, I have. That's never happened to me. Oh my god, I'm so grateful. What does it feel like though? Like how do you how do you do you start losing consciousness well, or como? You know, I I was like 16 years old, I think. Um, you know, in Mexico we drink since we we're like 13. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So I was in I was in Mexico and um and we were drinking and my friends, you know, quote unquote, were there. 
And uh, all of a sudden, I had one shot of tequila. And I was like, oh, let me go to the restroom. So I went to the restroom. And then I was, you know, I was peeing. And then I was washing my hands. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, I was just like, oh, my God. You felt dizzy? I felt dizzy. And then I fell. Me caí al piso. And the difference is that you're totally conscious, but you cannot move. Like, your body will not respond. What? Yeah. That must be, like, the worst It's feeling. embarrassing because then my friends, I was, oh, thank God, I was in the ladies' restroom. So my friends called my family. And my brother, my older brother, was so strict, so jealous with me. He showed up because he was, he, he used to live in New York, so he was studying law over there, but he was on vacation. So he was there, you know, the older brother. That yeah, takes protective. Care of the, yeah. He was there. He saw me with my you know, little skirt, skirt up in my Oh my face. God, gay so what did he do? Well, I just remember him grabbing me and just taking me out of the place and taking me home and just taking care of me all night, you know? And he yeah. was just grabbing my face like, oh my God, because they drugged me. Thank God, I mean... I, that day, I realized that the guys I was hanging out with that I've known for four years, you know, since I was 12, they were not actually my friends, dude. Damn. They tried to fucking rape me. Oh, what? They tried, but they didn't, right? Of course, because I ended up, like, that drug kicked in when I was in the in the bathroom. Oh, my God. You know, I've, I've never... And, you know, there's been times when you're when you're younger and you're partying, you're not really cautious about where you put your drink. Yeah. And nowadays, I'm like, okay, wait. Mm. And don't trust anybody. Anybody. Because I've noticed, girl, at the club too it's cierto a, a man offers them a drink and right away they're like okay sure and if if I've ever accepted a drink from a guy at the club I'm like sure and I stand right next to them until my drink comes to me and I'm like you know what thank you because uno nunca sabe cuál es la intención de la gente contigo no. you know what I mean and in a way I kind of feel men know the kind of women they could do it with you know where they're like all crazy and, and backing it up and, and you could back it up but Still, there's certain girls at the club that you kind of that kind of look like maybe, you know, like they're they just they're fucked up already. Yeah. So I could I could mess with this girl more than I could mess with this sober girl. Yeah. But I mean, this girl, I I mean, I saw the video and she didn't look like she was on that drug that I that I experienced. She she just looked like she was straight up on drugs. Yeah, they were saying that her behavior was like super bizarre. Yeah. Que, um she was on her balcony or her porch, right? Yeah. But then her neighbors, what there everybody has a neighbor that's like a snitch, right? <laughs> Dude, but she's like están las casas juntas, like Yeah, but her neighbors were saying that like every two years the cops get called to her house because every so often se le da vuelta la papaya. I like, think that, la go- papa Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's that has another meaning in that. La papaya? I love papaya. Oh, my God. I have to have a papaya in my house every week. Don't, Seriously. Okay. What does papaya mean if, para los mexicanos? It's the women's cuchillo. Oh, it does? It is. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> no, so, um, you know, I think if you don't ground yourself, and I'm such a big believer of, like, doing yoga, reading a book, being around your people that are not part of the the yes crew because I think when you're in this business sometimes especially when you're Mishka Barton and you're a A-list celebrity you have a lot of people in your circle that are enablers they'll just like oh yeah go ahead oh nothing's wrong because they're paying you you know and so that's why I think that when you do get to those levels you have to always find ways or people that can keep you grounded because if not you can you can lose your mind in that lifestyle and up in the hills and you start to feel like you're untouchable and I don't know. Just go spend a day and walk or drive through Skid Row in downtown LA off of 8th Street and you'll get a massive reality check. Yeah, no. And you know, if this really happened to her, then she can come up and talk about how women get raped. Yeah. By, you, you know. think she will? I mean, if that really happened. Yeah. You know, it's she should yet to be proven. for that. Yeah, it's yet to be proven. Like Luis Coronel. You know, we were just talking about it. Well, how, what's going Luis on with Coron- Luis Coronel? Okay. Luis Coronel, um, you know what's happening? I like Luis Coronel. Was he born here? He was born and raised here like many of our paisanos. He speaks perfect English and Spanish. And Spanish. But his uh, first language, I believe, uh, he's he's dominant in English. Yeah, like me. Like like me, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know what's happening? That they've been targeting... Mujeres que trabajan and, and like legit women that are working. Even I mean, they're not. They don't have papers, but they have their permanent resident cards here. Yes, or they don't have papers, and but they have a lot of uh, kids here. You yeah, know? the anchor babies, what they call them. You know, H- horrible word. But um, he came up 
today uh, on Piolin's radio, and he's, he was uh, telling us how scared he was because his uh, mom, is um, he doesn't, she doesn't have papers. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah, I was on Instagram the other day. Todo lo que está pasando with Trump. Like, you know, we could have like a whole show on everything that is, yeah. is happening around the world when it comes to that. Ese hombre es Satanás en vida. Like, a lot of people are starting to call Trump. Like, this dude is probably like the Antichrist. He looks like he looks like a weirdo in a way. But and I hate to be judgmental like that. But yeah. this, I feel like I guess a lot of people are basing it off of energy. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, you took a drink at the same time. <laughs> a lot of people base it off of energy. We got some pretty cool guests here, and we're going to introduce you guys to them in a minute. But um, I guess the energy that a lot of women, people, and just everybody is getting from him is that his decisions are very are coming from like. A just evil place or a evil or or a place where like the intentions are not 100% right but then there's also a lot of people that agree with what he's doing you know just Wale the rapper just came out saying like Donald Trump is creating unity in the country so no but we could talk about we could talk about politics forever if we get really get started I know girl I know so check it out coming back we're gonna introduce to you guys um, our really cool guests that we have in the house they are um, part of this amazing organization and we also gotta continue to tell you about what Madonna has done her family La, la Familia de Madonna is expanding for mm -hmm. sure and Justin Bieber has officially made it back to social media he couldn't give it up. Even though he said he was and he wasn't going to come back, he lied. We're coming right back. It's Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, it's your girl, Amber Rose. And when I'm not busy handling my business, I tune in to Risque with Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. These are my kind of girls. And we're back. Amber Rose presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby, giving you a Valentine's Day special. Val say Valentine's Day in your sexy voice, Ruby. I'm sick right now, but Valentine's Day special. <laughs> Why do men love men love sexy raspy voices? I've been told my voice is pretty sexy. And then you have those mean people on the on the internet that try to bully you and say you sound like a man, Roxy. I'm like, there is nothing manly about me. Trust me. <laughs> no, but um, speaking of social media, can you take a while guess quién regresó? Uh, or the, did I give it away already? Yeah, you did. <laughs> the beeps. Even though he said it was for, it was the devil. I know. He went off about social media. <sighs> yeah, but course. you know what? It's business, honey. I know. He has a tour to promote. So este hombre regresó. And you know what? It's it's crazy because I was actually kind of like looking at his pictures. And he, he, he was topless. And he was talking about his tour that's coming up. But I feel that his looks have kind of declined a little bit. Like, I just feel like as, as you move on in life and progress and be successful, it's to improve, no? But I feel like he doesn't get haircuts. He's rocking that grungy look, that John Lennon look, right? Yeah. I don't know if he's, like, evolving and that's his style or he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm Justin Bieber and I do what I want and I don't shower if I don't want and I just... But you know what? I don't know. It depends on the person because I kn you know who got super hot throughout the years? Brad in my Pitt. opinions. Uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Ricky Martin. Ooh, Ricky Martin has always been hot. No, but El Embarneció because he was so skinny that I... I mean, I found... Yeah, I thought he was a cutie, but I think he gets better with age, you know? Mm. You just love those older men, right, Ruby? Maybe late, you know, lately I've been, I don't know, changing my taste. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Anthony, there's hope. There's hope, Anthony. I have hope. <laughs> new year, new day. I feel good. I'm playing a lot of shit. I'm about to win. Hell yeah. Yes. God bless that. You know what? That That is one thing that I do play is the lotto. Because, you do? Yes, girl. I've been thinking about playing. I play the lotto. And let me tell you, I just won like. $40 in scratchers the other day. And how much I spent, spent? $5 and oh. I got 40 
So para mí, that's a win. You yeah. know? And I'm like, there's there's scratchers. The other day I went to um I went to cash in my scratcher to get another ticket. And this guy next to me, it was like seven in the morning, it was seven eleven, and I got a cafecito. And um he turned in his scratcher, he's she's like, You're the winner of five hundred dollars. It was a Monday. I was <gasps> like, that's not a bad way to start a Monday. You won five hundred dollars? No, the guy in front of me did. Oh, oh okay. So I was I've like never won anything. I'm buying scratchers. I am buying scratchers. If you want to make me happy, give me a bottle of wine and some scratchers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So how was your Valentine? My Valentine's was pretty good, you know, but I celebrate love all the time, you know? I celebrate love all the time. I try to make love as much as possible. Nice. So I, I definitely am not like February 14th, you have to wine me and dine me. I mean, if you want to, fuck yeah. You know what What I did, you guys? And we're going to talk about this with our guests. Um, I watched uh, Fifty Shades Darker. You did? <sighs> so hot was it hot it was amazing and then i had two um glasses of wine in the theater yeah i love theaters where you could drink <sighs> it was amazing it, it was, was the best movie did you like climax alone almost i was with my friends okay what does that mean <laughs> you know what she better have said friends <laughs> oh my oh she would have said friend i, no, I, I, I would have raised some hell friend. up in here you would have been like, she got some for sure. No, but check it out. Today, we are joined by um, these lovely ladies who are the founders of sexualsexpert.org, right? Your name is? My name is Tanya. And your name is? Megan. Tanya Megan. and Megan. And you guys have a very interesting story, right? Like, how sexualsexpert.org, hashtag, your guys' kind of motto is like, take back your sex, yes. right? Yes. So tell us a little bit about this organization. I was reading up on it, and I was, I kind of understood what you guys yeah. do. <laughs> but then I was kind of like, okay, what the hell, what exactly do they right. do? Do you guys well, get that all the time? Yes. And currently, we get it a lot because we're under construction, and we are in transition. And originally, this actually started out as a therapeutic uh, way for me to get out uh, sexual exploration. I was actually in graduate school at the time when I created it uh, in uh, my therapist's office. You know, growing up, I had a lot of uh, emotional issues. I mean, as everybody does, I would say. And I picked up a habit of cutting. And so when I was in the therapist's office, we were trying to create something that if I got you know, emotionally too much in turmoil at any point, that I could have some sort of outlet. So I created this thing on Instagram. Why? Because instead nobody was, yeah, instead of just having a place to, you know, uh, get out those emotions and be candid and be uncensored. And I was actually currently uh, having an affair with somebody in my graduate school class and my husband had found out and it wreaked, ha we've been together almost 15 years and it just wreaked havoc on our marriage and he wanted to divorce me. So it was a really chaotic time in my life. So yeah. I really did need what I created on Instagram. And we all have moments like that in our yes, lives. Yes, absolutely. And, um, and I was coming out as a um, bisexual woman at that time and I had a lot of uh, just chaos. I mean, I was so normative up until then. I was in a traditional marriage with a Latin man, and we just had a really good relationship, and everything was so normal and clean cut. And Are you still with that Latin man? I am. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> does he <laughs> light your fire, girl? <laughs> he does absolutely. And uh, and so yeah, I, uh, I actually had at the Instagram up to uh, almost a hundred thousand followers. I was it was very popular. I was getting hundreds of followers. What's a day. the account? We want to follow no, it. No, it got deleted. Why did it get deleted? Because Instagram does not believe in women owning their own sensuality. If you look at Instagram, there are so many men out there, out there that can just completely sexually exploit women. But the minute a woman does it, you know, and I and in defense, there's plenty of men that have you know sexual accounts that get taken out. But Instagram will take out sexual. Accounts counts in a heartbeat and I mean, mine, I mean but that's crazy because I see girls especially this Christmas I saw a lot of super sexy Santa pictures yeah, of girls yeah. in thongs and I mean I, they still have an account I yeah. see a bunch of swimsuit models they have accounts but, but there were a lot of fights that like Rihanna and Chelsea Handler had because they didn't let them expose their Nipple, for nipples. example. Like, oh my God, yeah. nipples? Yeah. What are nipples? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm I'm highly political and I'm kind of a whistleblower in the sense. So <laughs> Instagram took me out pretty fast. What? Yeah. Haters. So I had to completely create a whole other dynamic outside of any kind of social media forum because they really do own everything the minute you sign up for there. And their lawyers actually sent me like a 15 page email because I said I would sue and get a class action lawsuit. I'm girl, I contacted Gloria Albright. I did everything. What? Gloria Albright reps <laughs> are all right there. There you go. And, and what about you? Are you in a relationship? Tell us. 
I am in a relationship. So the way I got involved in uh, the sexualsexpert.org is that she is my ex-girlfriend. Ooh, okay. Uh, she was my first polyamorous relationship, which just means an open relationship. So she's been married the whole time. And so I joined her and her husband in the relationship coming out of my divorce. Okay. So a divorce with a uh, husband, you said? Yes. Right? Husband, okay. I have an ex-husband. So it, was that your first time experience with the women? No. You, so before I was with my ex-husband, I was strictly with women. Mm-hmm. So how did I've always and, and it's so cool because we have a caller on here that that we're going to talk to in a little bit. He has a question, but I want to get his feedback, too, because he's openly gay. Um, but how does that happen where you know, I've always I'm so glad we're asking this. Like you're a woman. Mm-hmm. You had an ex-husband. That means you are a heterosexual woman, I guess, at that moment in your life, you know, right? But or maybe not because mm-hmm. so then you like men, you marry a man, then all of a sudden you you like girls. No, she liked girls and then she married a man. Okay, and so why do you do that if you like women? Why would you go marry a man? Well, or my would- specific story is so <laughs> there's so much behind it. But my mom was actually murdered when I was 18. Oh, and I was dating women after that because I decided life is so short, I want to be happy. Yeah. But somewhere during the trial, I I remember having all of my lesbian friends, some of them look like lesbians, you know, like a stereotypical lesbian, and I don't. And I remember feeling the judgment. And at that point, I was like, other people are married unhappily. I could do the same. I just want to be normal. I don't want anyone to look at me. I don't look like a lesbian, you know, even though that doesn't really exist. That's a big thing for people. It was a little bit hard on my conservative family. So I was like, you know what? I've already had too many crazy things in my life. I'm just going to be normal. I found a man that I really did love. He was a musician. So there was so many positive things for me. And we just tried to make it work and it wouldn't work. So then I ended up going back. To your so true say self. I came out of the closet, then I went back in and then I came back out. So that's how we kind of got involved because when I left him, I had been with him for six years and I was only 27 at the time. That's a big chunk of your life. Oh, yeah. So when we met, she kind of identified herself as a sexual therapist and I was like, maybe you could help me in more, ma- in more ways than one. <laughs> maybe you could help I me. I helped her out a lot. <laughs> I didn't know at that point, what does it mean? How can I be a lesbian and go and marry a man? Does that mean I'm not a lesbian? I had no idea. Like, how do I... That's so interesting. So, um, what made you leave your husband? Is it because you were like, I don't, I don't click with a man, or is it just because it just didn't work as a re- as a whole in a relationship, or is just because you were not satisfied a hundred percent? It was all of the above. I knew that we were not bringing out the best in each other, and both of us, no matter if I was in another relationship with a man or a woman, both of us could be a lot happier with other partners. Oh, but you could have just ended up with a man easily. Yeah, at that point, I had no idea. So when I left him, I didn't say, I don't want to be with you because I want to be with women. I just knew that it wasn't working between us, and I had done so much healing from all the emotional parts of my life that I was ready to take that chance and say, I don't know if I'm going to be alone forever. It doesn't matter. So you're the female version of Brokeback Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) She is. Oh, my gosh. gosh. This is so interesting. (laughs) This is what people need to hear and listen, because I just feel like there's so many people that are in the closet, confused. They do what you did. They come out. They go in. They come out, and they're like, all because of the opinions of people or because they feel Mm -hmm. like they're being judged versus just being their extraordinary selves, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people may even kill themselves Mm -hmm. because they're so confused or they cut or they they have all these... Yeah, there's a lot of frustration in this. And that's why we created the hashtag Take Back Your Sex because sex has been politicized for centuries uh, against women. I mean, it's we live in a sex-shaming and a sex-negative culture. And so, you know, way, way back in the day when I just started realizing I was getting censored for being political and I was getting censored for empowering myself and taking ownership of my own body and and it's kind of like you know I'll be damned if I show my body online and I'm the one doing it and I'm the one saying that you know I'm proud of this this is nothing to be ashamed of and so I said hashtag you know take back your sex and it just caught on damn and before we take this call uh, I have to ask what a lot of people are asking 
right now. What? Girls. What's the difference between being with the men and being with the women? Oh my God, it's so different. For me, <laughs> it's so different. Yeah, but like women that have never been with women. Yeah, like, like honestly, yeah. I've, never been, I've never been with a woman. Have you, Ruby? Experience. No. So you're no. talking to two heterosexual okay, okay. women? Yeah, like I've never even crossed my mind. That's why yeah. I'm like, oh, and now that you guys, you know, have been with both, like what's it I mean, I like, I, I mean, and I'm very open about sexuality sure. and I've always encourage people to really embrace sexual relationships sure. and and you know sexuality is a beautiful thing who they are who they yeah, are yeah totally and um but i've always known that like i like to get licked you know what i mean like yeah. i, I oh, can't yeah. imagine <laughs> being the one be down there doing the licking sure you know what i mean but yeah. I, I don't know it's just is there really is it more of an emotional thing um, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty regularly with men and women differently. So it's just for me when I'm with a, a man, it can be a lot more carnal in nature. There's a lot, maybe a lot more pounding involved. There's maybe a lot more of passion just in a different way. It's just kind of masculine passion. And, uh, and when I'm with a woman, it's a very sensual experience in nature. Um, I actually <laughs> just did something not too long ago and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is like a spa day. It's just like a spa day we're having together. <laughs> and so it, it's just a difference in, in sensuality, I would say. I mean, they're both equally really great experiences, but and I don't know. What about you, Megan? Well, I think it's different for, obviously, you guys are heterosexual, so you don't really crave women. And if you're bisexual, you enjoy both. But when you don't really enjoy sex with a man, you definitely find all of those feel. Because I've been with a lot of men also. I feel exactly the same, but just even more connected. Mm. And anything that I could get from a penis, I mean, I could get with a finger, a strap on, a tongue. So I don't feel like I'm missing anything. But I think it just depends on what you want. Wow, that's a solid answer. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so so listen, we're opening up the phone lines because we 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 have a lot of people that have questions or you know, Valentine's Day just passed and um and just anything. Like I really want to open up the phone lines, right, Ruby? To, yes. If you have any type of sexual questions, especially since you guys are the sexual sexperts, you know what I mean? And <laughs> right. you guys are very open about yeah. sexuality, which um I think I think America needs more of that. You know, oh, I yeah. think I need to start hashtagging take back your sex because that's Please powerful. Do. Yeah. Seriously. So coming back, we're going to be talking to a few people that we have on these phone lines. Actually, we got a lot of calls coming in about um, about whatever they want to know about sex. Sure. Exploring sexuality, uh, swinging, because yes. you and your husband are, in, are open swingers, we right? We are open swingers. Well, we're becoming open swingers. He'd like if I closed that door and was shush about it, but he knows. He's this like, is a gosh, gosh, babe, you're embarrassing me. Just well, and that's why I even mentioned, you know, like the Latin culture. There's He comes from a very, very conservative, traditional family. And it's, you know, you don't want to bring any kind of like craziness or shame to the family. And so it's been really interesting experience. But like my mother, in law still does not know. <laughs> she probably would have done that as Maya. Ay, santo Dios! <laughs> that is Maya. But, you know, I think a lot of couples, if they were open, if they were swingers, sure. they might be happier. Because oh, once I would in agree, a while, absolutely. be real. After think, 20 years, I you might crave some new shit. Let's be real. Okay? <laughs> okay, we'll let's go take a break and then we'll be back. Um, Amber Rose <laughs> presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yo, hola, yo soy Juan Rivera, and you're listening to Risque with Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Let's get it. And we're back. Risque with Roxy and Ruby talking to our lovely ladies joining us from sexualsexpert.org, Tanya and Megan. And so so let's talk about uh, swinger relationships. I, I find that topic to be very interesting just because I feel that, um, I mean, I have a certain... I have my own opinion about marriage and I feel like, sure. you know, back if you look at the history of marriage, it really is a, a it really was done for business purposes, it was, like to totally gain um, to gain land and property sure. back in the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you'd really look and research like marriage and the, mm -hmm. the whole institution of marriage. Um, so I just feel like by human nature, people get bored. Right. Unless and that's why they say you got to keep reinventing the wheel and your love. And that's why a lot of therapists yeah. have jobs, because that's what they got to do. They, you know, like people want to want to stay married because they think they have to stay married or they want to be married sometimes. So um, the whole concept of swingers. When did you start implementing that? You said you've been with your husband for 15 years. Yes. 
So when did you guys start seeing like, hey, we want to swing? Um, we've been swinging for about two years now, I want to say. And uh, I'm actually, uh, I'm not licensed as an MFT. I chose not to, but I am an MFT. I, that was you know, my graduate school is in counseling. Uh, my master's is in counseling. So I agree with you. You know, uh, we definitely push for monogamy in society, but it's so counterintuitive to who we are. It's, it's just ridiculous. And, you know, I mean, it, it's unfortunate that it is, but a lot of people do cheat on other people. You know, both parties, men, has, it's been more permissive, but women have really definitely started doing it, and at least, at least been, uh, you know, it's been discovered. So so I have a question. So when you when you swing with other people, is it, do you repeat the same person? We can. We've had, we've had couples that we have seen on a, on a regular basis, yes. Do and and we jealous? Yeah, absolutely. Jealousy is a huge part, especially I would say the first year. Deconstructing jealousy is no joke. Like we are all at huge predispositions for jealousy because it's built in kind of to the plan of, of how we conduct relationships in, in society. And so, yes, I mean, there was definitely meltdowns. And it was so funny because I remember my husband and I went to uh, San Francisco this one time, and that was the second time we ever went to a sex club. Now, we didn't have sex with anybody at the sex club. We only had sex with each other, which was extremely stimulating in and of itself. Wait, where were you? In San Francisco? San Francisco. One of my girlfriends, um, she went to Amsterdam or one of those cities in Europe, and she says she went to like some of the most amazing sex clubs in Europe. Oh, fun. But what exactly? I've never been to a sex club. Now, all of a sudden, I'm curious to go to one. Um, <laughs> Let's go. But what is a sex club? Do you, is everybody just hooking up with everybody? Um, well, yes and no. It's definitely a sex club. You definitely like a go dungeon? in. <laughs> well, there are. Is it like 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 Christian Grey? Like tie me up with no, me? it's not. Be there are clubs, especially in San Francisco. They do have sex clubs that are BDSM dungeons combined, but no traditional sex clubs. For the most part, there's BDSM components of it, but no, it's just you know there's a big the one that my husband and I like to go. Uh, my husband and I like to go to in particular in, in Los Angeles. There's this Los one, Angeles. Yeah, there's one in Los Angeles. Oh my god, there's tons in LA. Holy is gonna be there next week. Wait, 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 let's, let's go, girl. Hold on. I, I mean, listen in life. Why not? It doesn't oh, mean you're gonna go it's participate. So just like go and be you like, can. What the you fuck can is this? go and like, be a voyeur. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with going and just so observing fun. and saying, "Wow, I got to." Yeah. Like, I know women that they refuse to go to strip clubs, and I'm like, "You've never gone to a strip club with your so man? Funny. I have." <laughs> like, it's I don't. There's I don't know. Like, no, I've gone to strip clubs with my girlfriends. Not with my. I've man. gone to strip clubs with with my girlfriends, and I've my gone to strip clubs ain't looking at another girl <laughs> in front of my fucking ass <laughs> with a, with a okay. guy that just period. <laughs> I, I don't know. He didn't touch. He just enjoyed, and it was. Don't go to a sex club then. <laughs> I mean, Never. Yeah. No. No. His no. eyes will be out of his fucking skull. Ruby is much more traditional when it comes to that. Like, yeah. It's and it, it's really it is honestly very hard. Hold on. Where is there a sex club in LA? Um, well, you know what? I actually, because my husband always drives, and Are I'm just like, illegal? let's go. Yes, yeah, Very absolutely. Legal? Absolutely. You know what oh, I so will you can't say? Disclose the info. Well, we're going to talk about this off the air then. <laughs> well, and I will say that um, I do, because we get emails, you know, for the clubs that we belong to, and one of them just got put under fire. You know, everything's going to change with this new administration, and all, anything in the sex industry is going to start to get regulated pretty heavy. And the city tried to close down one of our favorite Donald ones. Trump must have a fucked up sex life for him to be so, you know, like he must have Dude, terrible with sex. That with that body, I don't know what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> His wife is banging. Oh yeah. my God, poor lady. Yeah, she's yes. a, no, but I mean, that's the price you pay yeah so yes that's that sounded so bad but it's the truth i have no filter <laughs> okay so so tell us real quick about so one of these clubs just went under fire yeah one of them you know the the i don't know which code enforcement agency was trying to to shut them down but you know it's so funny the first time we went we were driving there and i'm like driving through almost like the warehouse district of la and i'm like i am not going anywhere and having sex with anyone any any of these areas oh my god this is so crazy and then we got there and you know they pull the gates back and you drive in and it's just like bins and porsche and i was like okay oh, i'm coming <laughs> and then we go in and it's a really interesting environment there is a dance floor area there, there's a buffet you can go and eat other things than just body parts there's food too um, you bring yeah. your own alcohol and the what's bartos. like the entrance to these sex clubs um, what do you pay what's the cover charge as a single girl you're probably going to be a lot cheaper a single guy could never get in they have nights where single guys Dude, can get in I would have to pay to get in I don't know. I think some of them might let you in for free. No, really, you would. You would because Unless they definitely you know the bouncer. <laughs> and couples are about maybe between sixty and eighty. Oh for the, my the occasion. God. But what do you see at these sex clubs? Sex, sex, and more sex. 
like lots of sex two sums three sums four sums everything. everything yeah i remember one time my husband and i were having sex on a bed and there was just a room full of people watching us and Damn. sometimes they'll just watch and you guys sometimes on, they try you guys to put touch on a good show? I'm like there's too many hands <laughs> you guys put on a good show like if you know people yeah. are watching you yeah yeah oh yeah fuck yeah you feel like a, you feel like a porn star <laughs> yes yes, yes. <laughs> i probably would put on a hell of a you show do. Like, you're, you're just like watch, uh, it's so great i might as well just make you <laughs> is enjoy there it. something stimulating about people watching you? yes um, for uh, me i for believe me, so for me, for me. Movie, think about some this. people wouldn't like it you've never been and and I don't know. You've never been like at a hotel in Vegas or somewhere, and and you're with somebody, your partner, your boyfriend, whatever, and you have sex and you open all the windows just because you're kind of like, what if there's oh, somebody out there watching me? Uh, no. Doesn't that turn you I on? I mean, my last apartment was in Century City, and you know they have like the see-through windows, and I had no curtains. So you probably were giving <laughs> everybody go. a show. Oh, there you go. Without yeah. even knowing it. But I don't care. I mean, but when it comes to intimacy, with yeah. then I close my my bedroom windows. She's like, my goodies are only for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> only for you. Okay, okay. Men love to hear that. Yeah. Yes. It's all yours. <laughs> Nobody else's. You're so huge. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, uh, I was telling you guys about me watching um, Fifty Shades Darker. Yes. And uh, we were talking to the actors and they said that they had no idea how big that is in in America. Um, como dicen sadomasoquismo? How do you say that in English? Oh, um, sadomasochism. BDSM. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. that's huge here, right? Yeah. I, uh, well, I, I mean, had no idea. Like people actually like even even if it's like soft. Um, B what? BDSM. But Ruby, that's you it. like during sex, you don't like to get it a little rough, or you like a delicate flower. Have you seen the movie? I mean, I've seen the first one. Did the second one is worse? No, I mean they just use crazy stuff that you're like, what? Like what? That I'm you actually so a pr- I used to be a professor, professional submissive at a BDSM dungeon. I know it's like what's, a, what's, what's a professional <laughs> a submissive? Yeah, or, like you are the one. Like mm-hmm. I could never submit. Like I like to be in control a little bit. So men oh, would gosh, pay. I never thought that. <laughs> men would pay to yeah. to have me in a room for an hour yeah. and spank me mercilessly or yeah. role play with me yeah. or yeah, lots. How, what have you role played as? Um, a nurse. There was, uh, there was a couple. Di- there's lots of different role plays. Um, some want to be a father daughter one, um, but there's Whoa. no sex involved. Just wants to spank. Yeah, because you can't have sex in yeah. in the dungeon anyhow. And but you probably even dressed like a little. Yeah, you yeah. would dress like, like you would dress li- and act the part. Absolutely. Yeah. And they would pick you based off of their fantasy. Yeah, it's yes. interesting. And Very so hold on, do you get broken off from that? Yes and no. There were definite times. I'm, I'm just. I have a very curious scientific mind. So I was, you know, there would be times when I'd be in there. And plus, I was there, and I was a therapist. So I remember this one time, this guy was really pummeling me. And you know, you have safe words, so he's not going to do any. Which well, they're one not was yours? Too. Red. Um, no, it was just yellow. If yellow. it got to yellow, they had to slow down. Green was good. Red is stop. And I remember we stopped, and I, and I even asked him, and I don't think I was supposed to, but I wanted to know why he wanted to do these things. I said, have you always wanted to do these things? Because he, well, he, like the, he was borderline beating me up. He was like was the father-daughter thing? No, he, his scenario that he wanted, he wanted to, um, he was doming my teenage daughter, and I found out, and I came to confront him, and then he ended up doming me, was his specific scenario. So what was his answer when you asked him that? Like, why have you always wanted he to do this? He just said, I've just, this is just something I've always craved. I've always wanted to do it. I always like to do it. So I find fascinating. That story is to me, like, I read the books in a week. You know, there are three huge books. Ruby's uh, a horn dog. No. Low pro. <laughs> Megan likes them too. Do you love them? I really actually. Enjoy my them. nana is the one who recommended it to me. <laughs> I was like, don't tell me your nana wrote these books. <laughs> I'm like, my nana's the author. No, she <laughs> recommended. We are just she so interested in the her. freak. No, she me. recommended it to me, and I do like it. And it was before I met her, and I was involved in that. I was with my ex-husband and obviously not very happy. But I had never heard anything about any of that. I thought that was like not real life. So when I was introduced to her and and I had already known her when you joined that yeah when I the dungeon started work. working at the dungeon and I was just like oh my god I can't believe this stuff is real but <laughs> yeah I would text you and but give I my do stories. we were just talking about this my girlfriend and I want to go see the movie 
And I loved the first one. I think oh, it no. was the, the day that one. I got out of my marriage. The first thing I did was go see that movie. Yeah. So I went by myself to the theater and went and watched it. And I loved it. You're going to love the second one. So we're really excited. But sh- we were talking about the fact that it doesn't really represent BDSM that well. I've heard. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. I've heard. And there I was like, I don't care. I love it anyways. Yeah. Because I think both of those people are so hot. The guy and the girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, and you know what I love? It's what you just mentioned. Like, you asked him, why do you... Mm-hmm. want to do that mm-hmm. and that's what I find uh, you know fascinating about the characters because I think there's a way of you getting there to that point that mm-hmm. you need to you know well there oh sorry that. no no it's you. okay go ahead there's something called subspace that you can get into and I don't necessarily like pain I, I mean I got into it interestingly enough because the girl that I had an affair with in graduate school was a mistress and she very much was my mistress and then I craved it when I left and I needed to be submissive to somebody I didn't necessarily want to be submissive to men because I was very under psychological affliction if you will with her but it was a good substitute plus it was you know it's pretty good it's pretty good money that's not cheap it's not a cheap thing to do and it's very underground so all of those things were attractive to me but um, when I was meeting these people, I just found them to be completely fascinating. And it's such yeah, an I underground. I mean, it's so fascinating. And there's and a is certain it, is point it? where they're smacking your ass. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is incredible. I mean, but this doesn't it hurt, hurt sometimes at oh, one point? Like, yes. you would sing and burn. I mean, I've had a boyfriend slap me hard. Yes. I'm like, ah! <laughs> I'd have to come home and hide my marks because they would, you know, trigger my husband. And so there was a couple of days where I had to hide marks and just, you know, because I didn't want him to get upset. He knew what I was doing. But, yeah, it was, it's an interesting <laughs> Have you done it? No. No, you've never done it. No, me and my partner have some of the things that you would traditionally see, like handcuffs, and I have a gag. But I still, I'm really much more the plain Jane of our little duo. I really like normal sex, even though I'm a lesbian. I pretty much, I know the way my partner makes me come, and I'm like, do that all the time. I don't <laughs> what, want what, is it, what does it take? What is it? <laughs> I just want to. Don't stop. Because it's true. You kind of do know, after you've been with the partner for a long time, you kind of know the, you know, okay, if I ride, I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like, right, you yeah. know. But then sometimes it kind of gets boring after a while. Yeah. So you don't like to yeah. try things that Well, are the new. thing is, me and my partner have been together for a year and three months, so it's still pretty oh, new. Okay, it is. New. But what I like all the time is for us to, you know, like foreplay will like make out and she'll touch me and then she fingers me and goes down on me on the same time and I always come really hard. Thank you for the visual. And so I'm always like, okay, let's do that. That but was I know exactly. There, <laughs> there will be a day when we will be bored with that, and we're actually. Not trying to open up our relationship, but we're joining the sex positive group in LA and we're gonna go on these kinky field trips and stuff. And we're what is that? Sex positive S- LA, yeah. I actually am really good friends with the president of that organization, so um, she'd be a good one to you for you guys to have in SPLA.com, SPLA.org, or dot com. What is SPLA? Sex positive LA, sex positive Los Angeles. Hold on, what are kinky field trips? What does that mean? Well, I haven't been on it yet, but I know there's. There's, they're going to go to a sex toy shop and they're going to talk about sex toys and the group is just based on sex positive people in Los Angeles. So yeah, we have a lot of learning opportunities yep. for mm-hmm. someone who feels like me, even though I'm a lesbian, like I say, I feel like we do have a traditional normal relationship. We don't try that many new things yet because we're still pretty new ourselves. So we're fine with what we're doing. I just love it during sex. I just love a man never to tell me no. Like if I want that, I want that. So give it to me. <laughs> I just don't like hearing no. Because then I'm like, it? why? Why? Do you miss it? Miss what? The penis? No, because we do have a strap on. And a lot of lesbians, that might be the thing that they always use. But for us, I rarely ever want the strap on. So if I have a time where I feel like I need the penetration harder, then I would ask for the strap on. But literally, within the last year, I think I've wanted it two times. Wow. <laughs> it's that good. I mean, I'm like, okay, what next? <laughs> okay, okay. And I love I how both it, you guys are super comfortable talking and, about and it. talking about this. Yeah. And and you're so, I mean, like, this is what you do. You know, it's part of your life. So, uh, yeah, coming back, dang, we never got to these callers because the conversation is so good. <laughs> we have a few callers on the lines. Uh, we're coming right back, answering sex questions. And a lot of men and women need advice um, on, like, okay, my... My Valentine's Day gift failed. What do men really want during Valentine's Day? Even though it passed already, but um, I think it's Valentine's Day is more of a taboo, you know. And we, yeah, it's marketing. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, you know, we're fed. We're mm-hmm. fed certain things. Sure. Chocolates and roses. Like what? Chocolates get me fat. Roses die. 
That doesn't work. I love roses. <laughs> oh my god, you can kill me with roses. Oh, you, why do you want to die? She said you can kill heaven. me with roses. <laughs> and go to heaven. We're coming back. It's Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, it's your girl Amber Rose, and you're listening to Two Bad Bitches, Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Turn up. Regresamos. Amber Rose presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Y pues, uh, we have somebody on the phone lines que nos está hablando, parece aquí el área code de Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, sí. <laughs> ¿Con quién hablamos? Mi nombre es Ángel Javier. Hi, Angel. So we were talking about, pues, Hola. relationships, el sexo, las relaciones, everything, Valentine's, aunque okay, ya pasó. Pero, pero, Ruby, what do you think este muchacho hace para mantener a su mujer feliz? Bueno, Angelito, creo que esa voz yo la conozco. And, uh, <laughs> ¿verdad que sí? ¿Cómo estás? First of all, uh, oh, bien también mi corazón. Uh, and I'm so glad you called because I've seen that you pretty much make your girl really happy every day, not only on Valentine's. So how do you do that? Um, yo, I think that the most important thing is um, keep keep the love alive always. Then no matter what, no matter how how big or small um, the details can be, maybe um, um, a, a love letter, maybe some something, all um, a message just just to say. O sea, le mandas mensajitos y todo desde el trabajo sí. y todo. Sí, no importa la hora. A veces, cuando menos se lo imagina, siempre le compro sus chocolatitos. Eh, Ay. Y le lleve flores al trabajo. So. ¿Y qué pasa? ¿Le mandas fotos sexys así? Mira, ay, mamacita, ahí te va un, un, una foto de tu amiguito. ¿Le mandas fotos así de vez en cuando? Porque los chocolates como que mucho engordan y las flores se mueren. Sí, ¿Qué, ¿Qué haces pues, para mantenerla así como súper picosa la relación? ¿Ya ves? Y he's even laughing because he's like, ay, está Roxy. ¿Qué, ¿Tú le mandas fotos así eróticas? Um, sí lo hemos hecho, sí. <risa> es como que la parte naughty de, de la relación siempre también hay que, hay que mantenerla. El decirle, estoy, ahora mismo estoy pensando en ti, uh, cuánto quisiera ahora mismo estar uh, contigo haciendo haciendo cositas. Ay, qué padre. So, what does your girl think about that? Do girls like nice guys? Do we do, do we like nice girls? Nos gustan los, los niños así, sí, ¿verdad? Pues que no sean niños, they gotta be men. Así le decimos en Ay. México. Ay, niña. Bueno, uh, um, you, you can ask her. A ver, ahí está por ahí. <laughs> sí, de ama. Um, come here. Ahora. <laughs> Dominate her. Come here now. Just kidding. <laughs> hola, hola. Hola, corazón. Oye, ¿te gusta que te, que te chiquie tanto? Bueno, pues claro. Lo que sucede es que a veces ni siquiera las fotos son necesarias. Aunque te digan esas palabritas que dejen toda la imaginación. Hace que cuando llegue el momento de la verdad, uno se desquite. ¿Y tú le mandas fotos eróticas a tu hombre? Pues claro. Sí, cuando estás así, eso. una selfie, la, la famosa selfie en el baño, en tanga. A él también me gusta más que yo le diga detalladamente lo que me gustaría que le hiciera. Uh. Y eso como que... Oh, cuando por fin lo logramos hacer fireworks. ¡Wow! Awesome. ¡Qué buena onda, Luisito! Y ¡Qué buena onda! A ver, cuando nos toca conocerlos. And thank you so much for everything you guys are doing en Puerto Rico, con la página y todo. Thank you guys for calling. We love you guys. Gracias por escuchar nuestro show cada semana, ¿ok? Ok, sure. Take care. Bye. Yo más, corazón. Te mando un besote. Next one, next one. Hello, thank you for calling uh, the show. Who's this? Hello, this is Jesus. Hi, Jesus. Hello, my love. How are you? Fabulous, darling. Um, do you, I feel is this the Jesus that I know from Instagram? Jesus Kardashian, the queen. Yes, the queen. The queen. Yes. <laughs> the 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 makeup artist that's always looking fabulous. I see that you're working on your ass on Instagram. 
you know I'm trying to get that fat ass for Valentine's Day. <laughs> I, you see, it's not only the ladies, Ruby. Los hombres, yeah. I mean, are trying to pump it up, you know? Oh, yeah, but I've noticed that guys want a fatter ass than girls nowadays. What's up with that, queen? I'm Tell us. Like, are all these guys turning gay now? Better for me, but... <laughs> I'm just like, what's up? Hey, so tell us, what kind of question do you have um, about love, relationships? We're hanging out with our friends, um, these lovely ladies, Tanya and Megan from sexualsexpert.org. I don't know if you were listening to our conversation earlier, but um, everything. So, what, it like, was, wasn't it, it juicy? Got, it got intense. I loved it. <laughs> so what kind of questions do you have for them or, or any any curiosities? Because you have you seem to have the personality that if you have a curiosity, you're just going to go find out. Yeah, so I want to know, what is one thing I can do for my boyfriend that he'll remember for the rest of his life on Valentine's Day? Um, even though if he has a new nigga next year, he'll remember what I did for him this year. Damn! <laughs> That's awesome. What is a You know, and, and you know what? I think so many people get so caught up on Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day. And it's like, how about... You know, it's kind of like when people take a vacation after December, after November, when everyone's back to work in January and there's couples or families that are like, we're out in the middle of January. Everyone's like, dang, they're so lucky. You know, like forget a certain day. I think so many people just get infatuated with this particular date. But what what is a, one thing that we can do for a partner that they'll remember forever? Well, you know, that's a tall order, but I will say I think something that is very, very undervalued, especially for men, is touch. And I've been with some lovers just, you know, recently or over this last year or so, and even with my own husband, and just touching him, you know, not Where? just all over the body, just like a sensual touch. And I, ju- I just think that like we how? don't... Like how? Touch like, my hand. Okay, so it's just like, you know, just using your fingertips oh my God. to like... Yeah, oh, I love that. Should I put oil on them? Um, no. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. That could definitely enhance the experience. You want to, you know, for oil, though, do you do want to account for it, like where you're at, whatnot? Because, you you know, nothing r- ruins a mood better than of having course, a ruined couch. <laughs> I'm not going to put no, no cooking oil, no my no. on it. <laughs> you better get some high class shit for this, some <laughs> coconut oil, all that good stuff. But, no, I would just say touch for Like men. with a feather. Or with nails, if you have nails. Yeah, all those I different sensations. Mm-mm. And women like that. And I think typically women say, oh, just give me a massage or just rub yes. me down. But we don't do it for men as much. That is true. And it's and men need touch like women need touch. You know, babies will die if they're not touched. And that's yeah. men or women babies. That's not, or all the genders will say, that's not one specific gender. That's so true. I think we overlook men. We do. We really a lot. Do. I mean, that's sometimes. That is so true. Sometimes I feel really bad for men because, you know, in our society, we really mm-hmm. do live in a society where men, I mean, they're they're just like women. We don't give them permission for anything. We don't give, and it's like we have these certain expectations. They have these certain expectations, and it's like fuck, who wins here? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like my gosh, but um, have you ever been into BDSM, Jesus? Like the all that bondage and role playing. Have you ever been into stuff like that? Never. I've only. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've only been in one relationship, and it was a seven month relationship. Let me tell you, that shit was the boringest ever. How did you attract a boring like, guy if you have a great personality? I know. I. But what I, was boring I, about I lost, it? The person I or the experience? Myself, yeah, I lost myself in between the relationship. Like, oh. And this guy wasn't, he wasn't himself. He was still finding himself. He didn't know what he wanted. Mm. So he didn't like none of that playing, none of that pounding, nothing, girl. Oh. So I have to call it off. Yeah, you like all that pounding? Girl, we need it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with Damn. you, Jesus. <laughs> I can't have a boring. I can't have a boring boo in my life. No. So what are you? Are you a top or are you a bottom, or both? I'm a, bo- I'm a bottom. You're like, give it to me, puppy. Yes, I'm like, I'll grab the tomatoes. I'll pick up the tomatoes, boo. <laughs> He's like, I'll be the submissive one, baby. <laughs> yeah, yes. you'd be great. You'd be good for a BDSM relationship. Why and do you say submissive. that? Well, if he enjoys that, you know, submissives, it's it's about bringing pleasure to the dom and and seeing that pleasure it's within just them. All about them, right? Well, First. N- well, I mean, no, that's relative because you certainly want it. To, and a lot of people will say that the submissives are really the one in charge, but. 
um, you know, yeah, it has a lot of this idea of like pleasuring the dom, whoever the dom is, if it's a mistress or or if it's a you know a dom a man, and it's this idea of pleasuring them and giving them every whim and and letting Ooh. them be in control and and all that's so relinquishing control to this person. I could picture Ruby being a dom, like come here, yeah, you, with that lipstick. Oh, girl, you got mistress written all over you <laughs> and those earrings. Yeah. Ruby, I could picture get a, you get being, a whip. Like if a man tells you or like gets his head or something are you like you seem like rebellious like no I don't want to do that I'm just gonna no no like seriously and look at her boots she already has the, the boots see you just need like a stiletto heel she just needs a whip and a knife like oh give it to me now I just uh, I think I'm a submissive in my everyday life and let's just say that I like to turn it around on my sexual life and that is absolutely correct usually it is the opposite well, there he is Anthony our engineer just got a hard on well, yes and you are right in line with that because I'm actually very dominant in life but when I get into bed I'm very submissive so I've it usually that, is right? it's very opposite yes. yeah. Yeah. I've seen that and that is why I love I'm very fat but it's not that I like to like golpear hombres I don't want, I like to beat them down <laughs> it's just that um I just turned into a little bit of a different person. Hey, you know, and plus Ruby has that vampire look today. That's with the red <laughs> lipstick. Dominate your ass like. <laughs> like that bun on top of the head. Like, this, I'm here. I am here. Like a football player. She will over. tackle you till you give her the best <laughs> orgasm in her life. Yes. yes. That's what I'm talking about. Jesus, we got to get you on the show, man, to give us some makeup yes. tips. Because I see that you're flying, traveling all over. Everybody follow this guy, Jesus Kardashian. Kardashian? Um, yeah, he's the stepbrother of the Kardashians. They still haven't claimed him. Yes. <laughs> Like, Rob, where you at? Come pound this kitty. Come on. Oh. No, but seriously, um, we got to get you on the show real soon. Thank you for calling us and, and asking that question. Remember, touch, baby. Touch okay. your lovers. Okay, I will remember that. But yes, babe, I will message. Um, let's keep in touch, and I will be on there soon. Okay, baby, thank you. Giving us tips for fashion and makeup, okay? Yes, of course. Okay, Besitos. love. Besitos. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. So um, so let's keep talking about, so what are your thoughts on, on sex toys? Um, those are really interesting. We've actually, we just went to the sexual health expo. What was it last weekend, Ma- Megan? Mm-hmm. So, I like that. We, where was the sexual health expo? Where was that? Down here? It was down yeah, here in Los LA. Angeles okay, we need to keep center. in contact because I want to go to all these things. I'm so, I love, I love sex, sexpositivela.org. Yeah. I love the SPLA. health sexual because the truth of the matter is this, is that healthy sex is good you don't want to be i mean you could go to sex clubs and do all this stuff but you you can't be out there spreading stds either Mm -mm. like that that's nasty Mm -mm -mm. well and i actually that's really interesting that you said that because we're recording a podcast tonight we're actually going to be talking about um stds because i have a very different take on that not saying that not saying here's the thing because i actually just got into an internet fight with somebody (laughs) not a fight an argument and with one person I had to walk away, I said, you're just too mean. And the other person, I said, thanks for giving me a safe space to talk about this. Because my take on it is this. And actually, the the president of SPLA.org uh, is the one, uh, is a very good friend of mine. And we've had lots of conver- extensive conversations about like when I became a swinger. And um, like, oh my gosh, what happens if if we use unprotected sex? And I, I'm going to, I have a predisposition now for a lot of partners. And condoms, I mean, let's just be honest, condoms can be very cumbersome. Lots of men can and actually, it's harder for them to get up with it. Yeah, it, can yeah. be, it can be very problematic. I've actually found some condoms that are actually, it feels like there's nothing on them. But still, sometimes yeah, they're a problem. Yeah, sometimes they're very, very tight. Yeah, and it's, it's just hard. like, it's you know, I, sometimes when you do or in the middle of like putting a condom on, it could really ruin the whole moment. It like, really can. Hold on. I've had, let me put on a condom. Yes, and you're I've like, had total tanks There's a it. sexy way to put them on. Yeah, but you know what the thing about it is, if you put them on and the guy can't like retain, let's say retain a hard on, it can really damp it. I've had one guy. I mean, the the whole atmosphere just tanked, and I was like, okay, maybe we should just say goodbye because it's got awkward. But going back to the STDs. My only qualm about STDs within our society is we have this one part of the social contract that says, okay, everybody will be responsible and disclose these things and we'll all protect ourselves. But the other part of the social contract is really missing. And that's like, where do we hold uh, an open uh, and safe space for people who then do contract things to not feel like, I mean, we literally treat them as lepers of of our society. And so it creates this really hard environment for people to disclose and it creates this 
this really interesting dynamic where, you know, collectively we expect people to disclose these things. But then if I, like, I mean, would, they, I mean, yeah. out of respect, I would want absolutely. somebody to tell we me. Want well, those people. We absolutely want people to do that. But the other part of this contract is then, you know, I, what I'm do you curious, do for the people what that do you do, do for people who? Yeah, exactly. Like, is there a community? Exactly. For, so, 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 are you saying that let's just say there's a community of let's just say there's like a private Facebook page of people that are all HIV positive. Like, are you saying they all have that awareness about each other and then they all just go have sex without condoms since they're already affected? No, not at all. I'm just saying that what needs to start to happen within society is we need to start developing language for people who do um, come up with an STD or an STI. And we also need to start, we just need to be inclusive. What's an STI? uh, sexually transmitted infection. infection. Yeah, like herpes or something. That's life, life lasting. Yes. Life lasting, and actually right? herpes, I mean, they're, they're discovering that basically everybody has herpes at this point. Everybody no. has herpes. Everybody, really, point? a lot of people have herpes. No, I mean, no, it's, but it's there's amazing two, how there's many people have herpes. Types. Yeah, and there's different types. Type one or type two. They're all within yeah. the same so family. So hold on, what's permanent? STDs or STIs? STIs are permanent, right? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. an infection. Sexually yeah, transmitted but there's infection. Two. Yeah, there's and two types. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's and again, this is a whole nother. I know we don't because they keep throwing up the sense. We don't have a lot of time to even <laughs> go in there. But it's throwing up gang No, you know what? We should have a podcast where we really talk about this because I think it's super important. It is. Well, and I just think that this last part, and this is the part that I was trying to convey, is this last part of the social contract. It's like, okay, well, what do we do when we realize that half of our population now has an STD or an STI? Are those people out? Do they never have sex again? Yeah. Do, how do they, do you, you know, have you ever had anybody disclose an STD or an STI to you? Like, how did you react to that? Yeah. I've had, you know, I know a like, lot of whoa. people, but they won't even talk about yeah, it. They're like, oh, like, fuck, they're going to think I'm dirty. Exactly. Because this is the environment with which we've cultivated. Mm-hmm. So I it's agree. not that, you know, the person was like, oh my God, you guys, you but know, you as a to sexual. Talk about it. We, well, but we have to create a safe space for them to talk within it. Yeah. And we have to say, okay, if you disclose these things, we won't deny you. Because, I mean, come on, who in their right mind is going to be like, well, I have an STD and an STI. Now I'm going to tell everybody and no one will have sex with me, but that's that'll be okay. I'll, I'll no, go but just your partner. Because what if the partner doesn't want to live with the last long in Oh, absolutely. Everybody needs to know. Yeah, you I'm know? sure. The yeah. first part of this is solid. The first part of this social contract of, like, let's disclose is solid. Yeah. No complaints. It's the second part that's lacking that messes with the first part. Yeah. Because we never said, okay, well, when that person does do that, then what will the environment be like? How will they be received? They're still a person. Yeah. You know, the totally, common cold The totally. common cold is an infection, and we don't shame yeah. for it like yeah. that. That is so true. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tanya, you guys need to come back. You are so, I mean, I, you're so inspirational, and, and I love your, your take on sexual freedom. Mm-hmm. I love how confident you talk about it. Like, you're an educator. You really are. Yeah, we yeah. both are definitely. You guys are both yeah, educators. That's, and that's, that's the solid foundation of what organization is. And it yeah. started out as just kind of this, you know, place for me to be uh, free, if you will. But it's really getting structured into an educational uh, organization for sex. Make sure you guys check out the or- the organization. It's sexualsexpert.org and hashtag take back your sex. We actually also own the domain of takebackyoursex.org. Okay, perfect. That one's probably even easier. So takebackyoursex.org is what we are gravitating towards and thank you ladies for coming and dropping knowledge and being so transparent we need more of this in america (laughs) everybody's so afraid to talk about topics like this but roxy and ruby aren't yeah yeah we are out of here we will see you next week remember to download uh the app remember you can hear us on spotify you can hear us on itunes This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.